For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 110 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we got a special guest this week. He's not here Boy, to dude. cover for Will. He's here with Will this week. It's our good buddy, the space barbarian, Jeremy Allen. That's me. It's good to have you here. It is. We're going to talk a little Han Solo news, little... Last Jedi news, and uh, take some questions and voicemails from our lovely moisture farmers this evening. I'm really excited about doing that with you guys. In the meantime, however, you guys just lean back, and let me give you the business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blueharvestpod. Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com you can buy our things shirts mugs notebooks stickers all that good stuff at tpublic.com slash user slash blueharvestpodcast and we are really stoked to be part of the making star wars podcast network along with yes such, we are <laughs> such amazing podcasts as now this is podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and First Order Transmissions. I'm a pretty big fan of Steel's Snoke picture. Uh, the one where they, they made Photoshop. Steel? Yeah, yeah, that's really good, man. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that today. So, for everybody that's listening that doesn't know, there was a huge leak of the last Jedi pictures uh, yesterday. Um, lots of, it looks to me like if you look at the pictures and we're not going to be discussing them in depth. They, they could be viewed as a little, you know, spoiler type thing. Um, really. It's just a, it's character shots. It looks like behind the scenes photography for like packaging and artwork and stuff. You can tell but, they crop backgrounds out of some of them too. Cause like yeah. the foot, the foot's like barely cropped, so it was just. But if you want to see for real deal on you know, like 
real life pictures of what Ray, Poe, Finn, Snoke, Luke, Leia, uh, who am I missing? Kylo. Kylo, Phasma. If you want to see those, they're out there and you can find them pretty easily. Of and course. And the Royal Guard. Yes. The, uh, what are they being referred to? Praetorian Guard. I don't know if anybody else will agree with me or everybody will think this is dumb. That shot in the middle, when I see him, I think of that commercial with like the pomegranate ninja or samurai. Do y'all remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the middle guy makes me think of, like at first you. instance. I, I guess I haven't seen that commercial. You need to look it up because it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, the pomegranate juice yeah. and the samurai the cuts samurai. the top off the bottle. Wow, I'm, I'm sound like I'm missing out. Um, no, it's awesome. It's awesome commercial. I like pomegranate juice. I like samurais and ninjas. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it's, 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 it, that checks three <laughs> fucking boxes for me, fellas. I'm in. Um, but yeah, you can see all kinds of stuff. The big one, of course, has been Snoke, which the week before making Star Wars uh, reported on with an amazing sketch by uh, my buddy Jared from Podcast 2187, who I got to meet and hang out with a little bit at Celebration. And uh, I got to say, great job on the sketch, seeing the real picture in the sketch side by side. Goddamn, you nailed it. That shit looked really good. Um, but that's all we'll say. I mean, I'm sure you can tune in to a dozen other podcasts that will delve into them super deeply. To me, you know, what am I going to do? Sit if, here and look at a picture and be like, he's got new pants. Finn's if, got new pants. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, you've seen them anyway. You, know? you probably have. Um, so, uh, how you guys been, buddy? Buddies? I've been good. I was on Rogue One earlier this week. That was awesome. That was a great episode, guys. Yes, Will did come by. Uh, it was weird. It was kind of like uh, having your hu- husband show up to a uh, meet you and know greet what? with your mistress. Like I was I could, like, this is weird. I thought they were I could tell you were uncomfortable. You. <laughs> I thought we were there to set him up. Like we were there to... Uh, oh, I, know. I could well, see. I was like, this is pretty ironic <laughs> to be to be fair they were attempting to set me up because before we started recording they were like, like giggling they were like oh and that other thing we talked about we'll just sprinkle yeah, it in every i now heard and you then. mention that I that's think. what J- johnny was saying and i was like oh i know what these motherfuckers are talking about so hey and you know what shout out to everybody on twitter that had my back on that yeah the uh the the, the accusation that shall not be named the oh, Voldemort whatever. of podcast Whatever, you know how much bad shit I've caught for that? Oh. I've got PETA and the ASBCA burning big wooden spoons <laughs> out in the front of my yard because I won't... I hey, just just to my, say for Hawes, I will... I love animals. I will big spoon any of the animals in this house. Well, hey, you, I'm love buddies. you know what? I'm buddies my with all image has gotten so bad I had to start my own company. Big Brothers Big Spoons. I'll spoon them up for you real quick. You know what's going to have to happen? There's a way you can make this right, William. When you come into town for The Last Jedi, you know, we got that nice spare bedroom set up for when guests come. He's going to Big Spoon Dharma. No, Walter. Walter? Walter White is. Dharma doesn't like the spooning. Okay. She's not a fan. She likes Lunar Space. Oh, my God. Too much. Yeah. All right. So, enough of that. Uh, what happened this week? Oh, you guys want to hear something fucked up that happened to me? Um, What's that? Okay, so I need to preface this story by a disclaimer saying that, yes, Jesse and I ate at Waffle House twice in one week this week. 
I um, saw a picture she posted from the Waffle uh, House staff. Yeah. Where one of them looks like a zombie, and the other one looks like she just got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you a little story about that. I wish Jesse was here. Because she experienced it. She was nice enough and went and picked up Waffle House while I was just getting up and stuff today. Um, but Saturday we went because I wanted to go to Walmart and get some stuff. I was rewiring like the whole entertainment center. It's boring. Rerunning all the HDMIs. Cleaning it up a little bit because it looked boring. like a fucking Tedious. rat's mess. Rat's nest yeah. back there. It took me four hours. It's just like if you go buy a piece of furniture you have to put together. You're like, oh, this ain't going to be shit. Then you get home four hours later. You're like. Fuck! I guess it's halfway done. I'm taking a break. Damn bookshelf. So um, we get there. Jesse is helping me get my chair out and stuff. I close the door and lock it, and she's like, "Oh, do you have the keys?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have the keys. Do you have the keys?" No, they're sitting in the cup holder. Locked my keys in the car at the Waffle House. Oh no! Had to call AAA. They showed up not too long. I mean, we were going in to eat and everything anyway, and luckily I had my wallet with me, so it's not wasn't a huge deal. It's just, man, she was pissed. She was like, "Oh, great, you lock the keys in the car." Uh, hey, mm. we're gonna order this food. My wallet's locked in the car. They're gonna come open it, then I'll pay you. No, that yeah. would have sucked. Yeah, thankfully like, I had my wallet. At least you got to wait and eat. Like, so that was that. Well, today, like I said, Jesse goes to Waffle House. And she texts me after being gone like 20 minutes. Now, Waffle House is not far from our house. So it's not like it really should have been taken 20 minutes. And she goes, you'll never believe what's happening. Apparently, one of the servers at Waffle House was so fucked up this morning that she would she fell asleep taking Jesse's order. Oh, standing shit. up. She's nodding. Oh, shit. Nodding. Nodding. Hardcore. Damn. And so Jesse's like... In, like she got the order wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Jesse goes to take a picture of her because I guess she doesn't think this I'm is gonna... on top of locking your keys in the car. No, no, no. no. Oh, this okay, is okay, today. Okay. This okay, is the I second gotcha. time. I gotcha. Takes a picture of this lady, right? And it, what's funny is in the picture, and if you want to see this, go to at messy hair on Twitter. She she posted it on Twitter. Um, that's you take a look at that picture and tell me if you can't nail which one is. <laughs> and look how exasperated <laughs> the other one's like oh my god yeah why is she even here today well or, or i wasn't even supposed to be here today i guess the manager saw her um i hope she's sent her ass home taking a picture of it oh. and came up to jesse and was like can you please send me that picture so we can get her fired? <laughs> oh this my happens God. all the time. And I don't know. I guess the manager at Waffle House doesn't have fucking firing powers. She can't fire somebody. It was it was messed up. And then, like, apparently she went to the next booth and started taking their order, fell asleep, and her head was resting on the dude's shoulder. She fell asleep so hardcore. And one of the ladies working was like, wake up. And she's like, I'm not asleep. And she's like, your head was just on his shoulder. Damn. Dude, I, I don't know. Maybe it's already copyrighted. But if not, we should jump on this shit real quick, especially because I'm fixing to say it. <laughs> People of Waffle House. People of Waffle House. I if mean, that's not already done, that's a goddamn gold mine. I'm telling you, in the People Pantheon. People of Walmart. That in, was <laughs> in the Pantheon of breakfast critterish breakfast places you can <laughs> yeah. go to eat yeah. you know waffle house ihop denny's i prefer waffle house to all of them oh i do too absolutely and and so like but like when you go to a waffle house you have to be prepared 
right. for your experience at a Waffle House. You know? It's not like you're going you, you to kinda, five-star diet. Yeah, you got to expect I'm an, something made. I'm an IHOP occur. guy. I mean, IHOP ain't bad, but... I do like IHOP, but something about Waffle House, that fucking... Yeah. Steak and egg sandwich, fucking Dude. all-star breakfast with a waffle. Oh, my yeah, God. I get the all-star. Sometimes when I'm working out of town, if it's a little podunk town and everything's already closed when I get ready to eat dinner, I'll always go for the awful waffle. Yeah, man. And Well, one time, you know the Waffle House downtown in Five Points? Yeah. We went there pretty late at night. The new one? Like right Newish. in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I've never. when I say really late, 1030 or 11. Yeah, that's not really late. Not really, really late. We go in there, and we're the only people there, and there's nobody in Waffle House. The cooks wow. aren't in there. The servers aren't in there. Like, it's a dead-ass Waffle House, like out of something from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, like the redneck movie. Twilight everybody's, Zone. Everybody's vanished. And then the wa- the cook and the only server working run out from the back looking mad flustered. I think they were boning in, in like the walk-in freezer at Waffle House. Oh, shit. oh wow. I'm telling you, man. It's always an adventure going to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'd say when they hand your food, the hand smell funny at all. <laughs> oh, what's that smell? Oh, they no. Mm, yeah. Foul. All yeah, right. That is kind of foul. So, uh, moving on from the Waffle House, <laughs> what did we have happen in Star Wars this week? Um, Han Solo got a composer. The untitled Han Solo movie. They announced on StarWars.com this week that John Powell is going to be composing the soundtrack. For the Han Solo movie. Uh, his previous movies include uh, the Bourne movies. Shrek, Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2, and How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2. Those last two I really like. Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, How, how to good. Train Your Dragon, dragon especially. Yeah. That was really good. I like Kung Fu Panda. Good. Yeah. I won't Kung Fu Panda's good too. It's hard not to like Jack Black and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I he's like a the little duck. over the top. That was his but father. The noodle. Yeah. I guess yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I can't his say. Duck Manchu. Say yeah. that anything out of that list sticks out to me where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with the score to that movie. Yeah. But whatever. I'm, but the know. Bourne movies are really big, you know? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's probably. I can't think of the music, but. Yeah, me neither. But I would imagine that's closer to what he'll be doing with Star Wars than Kung Fu Panda and oh, for sure. How to Train Your Dragon. For sure. But um, you get to use the Star Wars music, right, when you do yeah, a score? Yeah, I, I mean, look at what Michael Giacchino did. That shit called Back to John Williams shit all over the place. Right. Along with like lots of original music, too, that sounded very Star Warsy. Something tells me this isn't going to be some EDM fucking oh, grinding your teeth yeah. on ecstasy techno music or anything. It's going to be, you know. What you would expect to be in a Star Wars movie. Um, do you think Smash Mouth will be on the podcast? <laughs> on the uh, not on the Smash Mouth is not coming on the podcast. Uh, even is that the Hey Now? You're an awesome. Hey Now, <laughs> go play. They were on Shrek. That's why I asked. Oh, they were on the Shrek round soundtrack, weren't they? Oh. Singing a monkey song, I believe. I think they were on several. I think they did because I think they also did. Uh, no, maybe you're right. Maybe it was no. just the monkey song. Just the way. No, because um, the donkey, Eddie Murphy, was <laughs> singing the monkeys. Oh, okay. Just to go way off track real quick, one of the best movie scores, I think, Friday Night Lights. 
Did y'all ever watch that? No. I mean, it's like high school football, Texas, whatever movie, but yeah. 90% of the soundtrack's Explosions in the Sky. Oh, really? To like a weird fucking country football movie. Weird. Yeah, but it fits. It works. It's really cool. Okay. I was sitting here about to look up the composer, and then you're like, no, it's a band. <laughs> All right. It's um, a, good, a very good band. Too, right, right. If you like instrumental stuff. So, I don't really have much to add to this John Powell thing, guys. Like, I don't, I'm not familiar with his work. I'm Sounds to, good. Not worried about it. It's yeah. like how I feel. Yeah. One thing is, in the press release, they still listed as a May 2018 release date. So, at least for now, it seems like that ain't moving. And it's going to get yeah. to the point where if they don't announce it being moved fairly shortly, that shit's coming out in May. Whether that be to the benefit or the detriment of the movie, when you got a guy stepping in who's presumably going to be reshooting 60-plus percent of the movie. Can he get that done? Well, you got to think of who the guy is, too, you know? Yeah, I know, but still. If somebody could pull it off like that. That might be why they went with with a director of that caliber. Because they wanted to keep that that time frame and everything to keep it on track. Step up for somebody that they know can do it. Uh well, also, and it seems like he's having fun with it too, with the pictures he's putting up and everything. Yeah, I really like that he's doing that. I do too. And look, like I'm not dumb. I know part of that is is basically distraction tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to ease like, our minds. Yeah, about like, the movie. Yeah. Don't don't worry. Look, look right. at all this cool stuff. Here's Lando, sort right. of. Here's you know Chewie. Here's, Here's the floor. One. Yeah. So, have you seen any of those? Will these pictures that Ron Howard's been posting on his Twitter of the production? I don't- I think I've seen one of a guy in a bar, like a big buff guy. Maybe, Maybe. yeah. They and also that's all I've seen. They also put out one. He put out one today of, uh, I don't know, it, it, the the setting, like the set looks interesting. It looks almost sort of like a, oh no, it's got columns and stuff, and there's like a weird looking alien guy in it. it looks cool. So that means they're definitely shooting more stuff, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, this isn't just him coming on to edit and finish up the movie, Ron Howard. They are shooting. I mean, it sounds like he's going to have to basically rewrite all the ends to all the scenes where shit got super corny. Well, not just that. Probably refilm whole sections of the movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. If I had to guess, they're probably... I mean, obviously, it's going to be a special effects heavy movie, so all that stuff, you know, like, that's already been worked on, being worked on by ILM. Probably the action stuff that the two guys shot was probably at least serviceable. Right. Most to me, of it. he's probably reshooting lots of dialogue. Right. Lots of setup. That's kind of what I like was that. I like was the real about. meat, you know, of the movie is probably what he's reshooting. Um also uh he tweeted about how he's working with um uh fuck my ass. What's that dude's name? Um Okay. <laughs> Wicket the Ewok Willow uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick yeah. Davis. How ding, did ding, I? F- ding. Yeah, Warwick Davis. He's he tweeted that he uh, worked with Warwick Davis this week for the first time since Willow. Um, so you know Warwick Davis is going to be in Han Solo. That's cool. I like that guy. Me too. Uh, an interesting thing sort of happened with that. Like, so I'm I'm definitely I consider myself myself to be someone that tries to keep up on all the Star Wars news that comes out. Uh, you know, especially being on two Star Wars podcasts, that seems like a good thing to do. (laughs) 
And apparently this news about Warwick Davis being in Han Solo had come out, you know, a couple of months ago, several months ago. You never heard of it. And it's just one of those things I guess escaped by me. I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. He's been, he was in the force awakens. He was in rogue one. I'm sure he's somewhere in the last Jedi, but what was he in the force awakens? Uh, he was a character that looks like he's got assholes for eyes in Maz Kanata's (laughs) uh, castle. I'll look him up here in a second. Um, but some people on the internet, like on Twitter and stuff, got real shitty. One in particular was like, uh, it's not news. We've known about it for months. Yeah, well, like, not everybody as is up to up on Star Wars news. This and is just a refresher, a follow-up yeah, for people well, who hadn't heard it. Well, not just that. Like, it was, you know... The, uh, to me, the the cool thing was that Ron Howard was working with Warwick Davis. To me, that who sounds... Who he directed in Willow. Like, that sounds like the same guy that was like, uh, there's six episodes of Star Wars. No, not the same guy. This guy I know, is I'm actually, just saying, it yeah. sounds like the same fucking Like, type attitude. of person, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just, just being shitty just to be douche. shitty and try to, like, look down on people. Just the dude. You know, and, like, I get it. Like, yeah, it's annoying to see... The Star Wars news cycle, I'll agree, where like something like that comes out and then it's like huge clickbaity articles about, you know, Warwick Davis being in Han Solo. Yeah, I get it. That's annoying. But on the other hand, like not everybody's going to pick up on that when it first breaks. Did you know that, Will? Did you know that Warwick Davis was going to be in Han Solo? I didn't. I mean, that's this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that sort of. But there's some awesome stuff on Ron Howard's twitter if you haven't seen it no you're you're checking it out i see it now yeah like there's a shot of chewy yeah there's and, a shot and look bar that shot of chewy uh you, is it the one where he's looking at the screen yeah yeah look zoom in and look at the um uh uh screen and it looks like maybe there's a couple of other wookies in the shot too yeah i've heard people say something about that I don't know yeah, for that, sure that, that you know. this could okay. be like the... If you look at the one where he's in hyperdrive, mm-hmm. where they're filming like the hyperdrive scene, it looks like Donald Glover is in the Millennium Falcon scene. Yep, yep. So this is Warwick Davis's yeah. ca- character from The Force Awakens. Wallivan. You see what I mean? It looks like yeah, he's yeah, got like yeah. assholes for eyes. Yeah, or yeah fle- like fleshlight eyes. Fleshlight eyes, exactly. There you go. You nailed it. Ding. There you go. So that's who he was in The Force Awakens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Warwick Davis is in Han Solo. Awesome. Like, no need to get all upset about it, though. All right. So, last but not least, sort of, on the news. Like I so said, beautiful. we could really dig into some news and describe pictures, but, like, why do that when people can look at it? Like, yeah, you know, right. We're right just out. telling them that it's there. I didn't mean to go too deep in it. No, it's totally fine. I don't mind. I'm just saying, like, I didn't necessarily see anything in the pictures that gave me gr- any great insight to the plot. Right. Snoke right. looks fucked up. He wears right. a gold robe, you know? It, did anything in that picture break something in my brain where i was like i got it figured out no like everybody looks really cool the costuming looks really cool that for sure um thanks to my buddy michael pappas you really came through on this one money back mike yeah if you're listening right now i hope this jarred you awake because i know you like to go to sleep to my (laughs) wonderful voice there buddy um he hooked me up with the comic-con two-pack exclusive set from the last jedi of luke skywalker jedi master in Ray Jedi training. 
and uh, I'm sure you know our listeners have seen these online. It's basically Luke from the Force End of the Force Awakens in his white outfit. From those leaked pictures, we've seen uh, at least another one, if not two, different outfits for Luke in this movie. So he's definitely not going to be in like the clean, like his Sunday best no. Jedi and, robe. And his leather-looking brown costume looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray in her new outfit from the Last Jedi, looking very Jedi-like, very Jedi, looking really cool. It's it's sort of a mix of. Her resistance outfit from the end of The Force Awakens and her outfit from the rest of The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's gray. It's, you know. Uh, uh, to me, though, the most interesting stuff is the stuff on the side. Now, maybe this this will give us a little insight into yeah. uh, the plot. So, you know, the Black Series have, like, little biographies on them. And this is what Luke says. After tragedy destroyed his attempt to rebuild the Jedi Knights... Luke Skywalker vanished from the galaxy. Now the resistance needs his help to thwart the efforts of the evil first order. All right. Okay. Not too much there. Right. Pretty much what we know. The question is, will Luke give them the help they need? That's my big question right now. I think he will. Or is Luke going to stay on Achto? Which is apparently how you say that planet name, according to the Star Och, Wars show. Och two. Och toe. I don't like that. I like Och two better. I'm still gonna call it Och two. Yeah, we'll see. They can have their. <coughs> I'm not a guy that is gonna talking. be like, uh, bro, you Every, said that wrong. Everything in Star Wars you hear said different ways throughout the movie, so I ain't sweating it. Yeah, because you know, apparently Lando, one of Han's oldest buddies, can sometimes call him Han. So well. There's a guy that like I work for every once in a while, and he's a huge collector. He builds that's that's the dude I text you about doing the Millennium Falcon like subscription model and all that. And he sculpts cows, and he did a Boba Fett helmet, all this stuff. Like Boba Fett, he calls Bubba Fett. Oh, really? And as knowledgeable as he is with all this stuff, I'm not going to correct mm-hmm. him. It's just like Leia, Leia. I mean, whatever. So there's so much of that in Star Wars. I ain't going. Listening in regards to Boba, Bubba, Baba, whatever. I don't care. But when I was a kid, my cousin Brooke was friends with a lady named Kim, and she had a husband named Ramsey, right? And I went over to their house with my cousin Brooke one time to hang out, and I discovered that he was a huge Star Wars fan. I was like, oh, right on. And he goes, real? Oh, so you like Star Wars too? Who's your favorite character? Now, I'm a kid, I'm like 12 or 13. And I go, oh, it's Bubba Fett. And he laid into it me. It is not Bubba He Fett. was like, Bubba, you fucking redneck Bubba. It's Boba. <laughs> Boba. And like just drilled me about it, being a total douche. And uh, That drove it home for you that it ever is since Boba. The, ever since yeah. then, I don't know that I've ever called him Bubba Fett since. Right. But I could see how somebody say Baba. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It is what it is. You ain't got to be a douche. Yeah, I think that's the the moral of this podcast this evening. Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. How do you like that moral, Will? I like it. I that's like solid, it a lot. Right? 110. Yeah. <laughs> I support this message. All right, and here's the what it says for Ray. At long last, Ray has found Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi master in the galaxy. Hoping to find a hero of legend, she must unlearn what she has learned as Skywalker 
challenges her expectations. I wonder if he says that to her. That you I must really, unlearn what you have learned. I really yeah. like the what? Hoping to find a legend. Was that what the line was? Yeah, or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I, I felt like that's kind of a powerful line. Mm-hmm. Makes me nervous. This, it, this whole, like... Maybe he lets everybody down. That's Maybe what I'm that's saying. the shock. Maybe that's what nobody's going to expect. Uh, I, I'm just a little worried, like, how... I don't know how far they can tr- they I can push. I don't feel like Ron Johnson would do that though. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I, how much they can fuck with the character of Luke Skywalker before I'm like, "Oh man, don't do that. That's right. I don't want that. Don't make Luke that." Right. At the same time I want to be surprised. Right. So what do you think, Will? I mean, I think there's going to be some torment for Luke. You know, whether he cops immediately to training her or I don't know. He's been alone too long to not be fucked up somehow. But I don't know if he'd let everybody down and just stay hidden when the galaxy needed him. Yeah. You know, that's not what we want from our loot. Yeah, I know, but I also don't want Han Solo to die. You know? I mean, that's true. You know, I don't want... You, you think know... they'll kill him? I brought this up a while back. Man, I don't think they'll kill Luke off in this movie. Not now. No. Like I've said before, for one, you know, I don't know that you just spend your entire trilogy killing off a main character movie by movie, you know? No. no. Um, plus, I think just from sort of practical reasoning, like, you don't kill him off when you can't have Carrie in Episode Nine either. So then you're going to go into Episode Nine without Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher. Right. Exactly. No, I could be wrong. They could have killed him in the movie, and after Carrie passed away, they were like, no, we're sticking to it. Yeah. Which, you know, it would surprise me, but I just don't see it. I just don't see him. Now, if he do doesn't. Do you think Mark die, would say he doesn't want to do it anymore? Um, Something tells me that if if he was intended to be in all three movies, they probably signed him to three movies. Yeah. Now, after that. He could say he doesn't want to do it anymore. I just um, I don't see him going that route. I don't either. Not the type as big of a ultra fan of stuff that that he is. I can't yeah. see him doing that. Well, if he doesn't die in episode eight, episode nine, in my opinion, all bets are off. Right. I would sure. say it's it's pretty possible. For sure. But the cool thing about Star Wars and Jedi characters is if they do kill him off in episode nine. He can still be a, a force ghost. And let's yeah. say they want to do episode ten, eleven, twelve then you could have glorified cameos. Because if you think about it, like, after A New Hope, um, Alec Guinness is shot for, like, a couple of days on Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Like, he wasn't... He was basically a glorified cameo. Right. You know? Right. And he did it wonderfully. I'm not taking anything... I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not like he was a huge part of the plot. But they could have, you know, Mark Hamill show up in that capacity. And I'd be stoked with that. Yeah. But we will see. The big question to me is still: Do they? How do they handle the Carrie Fisher thing? You know, carefully, uh, carefully. Now that could. What if that? Like, what if Leia was planned to die in this movie all along? And what if they are just not saying anything because they don't want to give it away? Right. I don't think that's the case. I think they kind of, uh, as Will would say, bird dogged it pretty hard that that wasn't the plan initially when. All that stuff came out in Vanity Fair about 
her saying to Ryan Johnson that she wanted to be the focus of episode nine since Luke was the focus of episode eight and Han was the focus of episode seven. To me, that's saying pretty pretty clearly that they had planned on having her be part of nine. So, you know, what are you going to do? What's uh, Will, is there anything that they could do with Luke Skywalker's character that would completely turn you off? Oh, goodness. You know, it would be appropriate for him to follow the path of Obi-Wan and Yoda and become a hermit. Right. It's pretty much what he chose to do anyway, right. basically. He chose to do that after shit went wrong. It If he gives up and right. doesn't try to you know, push the Jedi way on and she just has to figure her way out on her own. I'll be disappointed. I gotcha. You know, like if he doesn't really lead her well and show her, because that would mean like the, basically that Jedi order died and she just had to figure that shit out on her own. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think, I think it may start off that way. Something tells me that Luke is not immediately like, all right, let's do this. Let's get to no, training. No, I agree. You know? and I mean, I think that <clears throat> that's going to make for a great story. I think he's obviously opposed to that in the beginning. But I'm just saying if he sticks to that, you know, sends her on her adventure and... What if... You know... Okay. Let's... We already really know that he doesn't do that, basically, though, because in that preview, she basically powers up, right? Yeah, but who knows? Is that during a pow- in a fight? You know, is that training during with Luke? Training, is yeah. that on her own? Is she figuring that shit out on her own? You right. know, it's hard to put That's, that into context. That is true. You um, know, off subject. I really do like that drawing I saw of Chewie with the porgs, and it just says Chewie with the porgs. That's a Chewie book. and the porgs. That's, that's a, a book, book coming out. Yeah, that's what? like a kid's book that's coming out. Oh in, my um, god. I Chewie's thought that like was just a really pole. clever fan art nope. piece. Nope, that's a book. Speaking of out. that, I don't think I've seen this before. The little wooden piece over here, is this new with Boba Fett? Yeah, Goose gave me that and a Darth Vader one. His buddy Tucker did that with a laser etcher. Oh, yeah, okay. And, yeah, uh, I've yeah. got, I work, I, well, I used to work on some of the laser CNCs, and then yeah. he just went in and colored in the, the engraving. Oh, wait, are you talking about the one the back Boba there? The Boba Fett, yeah. No, uh, uh, see, the Blue Harvest. Yeah, no, my buddy Calvin did that. Calvin did that. Okay, uh, awesome. Yeah, and that's just on like one of those wooden, it's like on uh, one of those wooden plaque things you can get from like I'm gonna uh, look. I see what you're Michaels talking or about whatever. from the engraver though. Yeah. Um, let's play around with this whole Last Jedi thing for a second, Will. Let's say we're right and, and Luke doesn't want to train Ray at first. What do you right. think turns him around? If something turns him around... What do you think it is? I think all she's really got to do is tell him about her confrontation with Kylo Ren. Right, but you would think like that would be one of the first things she probably did say is, oh, by the way, I fought your nephew. He's a real dick. He hurt my buddy Finn real bad. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know what I think it might Maybe be? Maybe talking to something about Han. That Han could dying. Be a- that could be it. Um, you know what I think it might be? I think, I think... So, I have a feeling that Luke is not just on, on that planet to hide. 
I think he's there for a reason. I don't think he get, went to the, the side of the very first Jedi Temple to just hide. He could go to a less important planet in the history of Star Wars, a less, un, you know, a more unknown planet out on the Outer Rim, his version of Dagobah, like a completely empty planet, right, to yeah. hide. He, Why would he have been there so long is the question. Well, see, that's the, that's the rub. We don't know how long he's been there. He's been there a while. But by the time of Bloodline, that Princess Leia book, which is only six or seven years before The Force Awakens, he and Kylo are still off together traveling the galaxy. How old would Kylo have been when he attacked the uh, We don't know. We don't know. Kylo is somewhere in the range of 30-ish, 30, 31, I believe, in The Force Awakens. So that means by the time of Bloodline, he was like 23. So anywhere between 23 and 30. Now, granted, it, it it's definitely not going to be the case that it was like the day before The Force Awakens that all that shit went down. I, I, would, be, I would be pretty confident in that. I feel like in that book, they set the stage for Kylo's meltdown to the dark side when they established that Leia and Han never told him about Darth Vader. Right. And he finds out when everybody else in the galaxy finds out. Right. So you got to figure that that's sort of the start of his slide to the dark side. That was a really good book, by the way. It's my favorite of the new canon so far. That was the first book I did on Audible, and I I, I got through the book in about a day and a half. So. I think I did the same. Yeah, maybe two. <laughs> um, so if we establish that he's there for something, and he's looking for something, looking for answers, I wonder if it's... You know, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it's almost you, you think like a Buddhist going to a monastery or a monk going to a monastery just yeah. to I get don't know. back in like, tune and, you know. I don't know what he could be looking for. There's a million answers to that that they could give us. He can seek a lot in silence. Uh, Nice. 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 I'm pretty happy about that. That, that might good. be the episode. That, was that, might have be, that might be the episode title. You can I, seek I a be, lot in silence. You can. Yeah, but he's true, I would like be the way a monk meditates and shit. Yeah. The episode name. But, so. Maybe that's a good place to meditate and reflect on the Force, because that's what a Jedi is supposed to do. That's what Jedi Masters do. Right. right. And Yoda. We see the book, you know, in the trailer. So is he there seeking knowledge? Is he well, there? I don't know whose hand is on that book. That's is that Luke. his? Yeah, I think that glove is loose. It's, yeah. it's just a leather glove, right? Yeah, and... From that's some the of those one leaked... over the robotic can. It was his right hand. Right? Yes, yeah, in some of those leaked pictures, he's got over, but that glove on that hand. Yep. So, yeah, and I really feel like the wall, like behind him, you can see a bookshelf on a wall, and I feel like that wall looks like tree bark. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Now, that makes me wonder about the whole. What like, I was gonna say is, let's say Luke. They call it the Force Awakens. What if Luke is and and my buddy Robbo who we've got an email for tonight, so strap yourselves in for that one, lads. Um, he has propositioned that maybe Luke lost his powers. Maybe the Force Awakening is is talking about not just necessarily in Kylo and Rey, but like the Force has gone dormant and Luke has, has been robbed of his connection to the Force. That's possible. Because they... because uh, Who knows? Because I don't Rey know the because... why. 
Okay. Not because she became. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what. No, 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 no. Like before that, even maybe that's why he goes on this pilgrimage. Ah. Is to try and figure out. Maybe when Kylo kills his whole class. And and like. Well, too, at that point, knowing again he is the last Jedi. He he's trying to still seek knowledge and save the knowledge, so he tries to isolate himself where nobody can find him. Right. Witness I'm wondering, I, the long way around this is me saying is maybe at some point, if he has lost his powers or lost his connection to the Force, he reestablishes that connection, and part of that is Yoda or uh, Obi-Wan appearing to him and saying, no, nah, dude, you got to train the, like, that's what, I, I'm wondering if it's the, if that is something to do with what finally convinces him. That's cool. That'd be cool. That's that was a long way of getting there, but that's what I'm thinking or wondering. I like it. All right. So that's it for news and stuff. Let me, um, there hasn't been any other little things about any of the video games or anything like that. Has there? No, I think Jason and those guys have sort of calmed down on, um, reporting on the video game stuff for now i don't think i think the last report he did we covered okay um man i'm excited for that fucking game though there has been not bad uh not battle of Fe- the battle. one after battlefront right, 2 right right right, right. there has I always been, get mixed up battlefield and battlefront there Fuck has me. been a leak out about the plot for the storyline in battlefront 2 that I don't know if it's accurate, so I'll preface it saying that. As you can see here. Yeah. Not for, no, if this was a Mike Zero shit, I'll I wouldn't. i play it. I know you wouldn't do that. But apparently, according to this leaked source, the plot revolves around Inferno Squad, the commando squad from the Empire, uh, trying to hunt down Luke Skywalker. Word. So that may be what you're doing in the game. The campaign part of it? Yeah. Gotcha. Which could be interesting. I will say, hopefully, that'll spark one tonight because it has been a long time since we've heard Hall Zero. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's do some emails. And there's only one way to start the Blue Harvest email segment. Oh, shit. The best way. <laughs> the best way. Alrighty, who do we have up first tonight? We have 
First up, we have our buddy Chris Lilly. Uh, gentlemen, I have a two-parter this week. I'm not sure if this theory regarding the red soil of Crate, a planet which will be seen in The Last Jedi, has been mentioned before in this or any other podcast, but this is what I believe. The dirt on Crate is naturally red, but when exposed to the planet's atmosphere, it oxidizes and turns white. So, when the surface is disturbed, like it is in the teaser trailer by the Resistance ski speeders, you see the underlying dirt below, the oxidized layer getting kicked up in those dramatic red rooster tails. What do you guys think? Also, on the color of red, do you guys think that the First Order Special Forces TIE Fighters and their pilots are influenced by Commander Iden Verso's Inferno Squad from the upcoming Battlefront 2 game? I think that's an obvious connection as the red-accented flight suits are similar, and in the reveal trailer, you hear Commander Verso saying that she's waited 30 years for this, allowing us to believe that she's a crucial member of the First Order. I'm curious about what you guys have to say. Take care, Chris. So, the dirt. The dirt on Crate. I think that's possible. I think that sounds pretty good. I could see it. I also Thinking wonder... Like salt flats and stuff. Not yeah. that the soil underneath is that much different of a color, but the outer crust getting baked, I could see that. What I kind of wonder is, kind of what you're thinking, is is the is the actual soil um, red, right? And then that. the white stuff is some sort of sediment on top of it. Basically, or like, you um, know, like if... If it were to rust or something like that, that's how you get the red. Kind of the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Um, so we've seen some stuff that looks it. like sort of a snowy planet, mountainy in the behind-the-scenes reel. Leia's there at one point. Ray and Finn are sort of dancing, like in that one scene where they're sort of goofing off dancing. I think that's great. And that makes me wonder, is that not snow? Is that the salt? Top layer, the top layer yeah. is snow instead of salt. Okay. Or salt instead of snow. Could that, uh, it, what we're seeing, could that be salt oh, or some in, other sediment? In Ash. The behind the scenes. The yeah. Way that looks. Okay. I got you. That instead makes me snow. wonder. So <clears throat> is it red underneath then whatever this ash, snow, salt, whatever it is, settles on top? And then when the ski speeders go by, they kick up that and the red. Right. But I don't know. What do you think, Will? I think. It's possible it's either two different sediments, mm-hmm. or it's one that just when it settles, it settles white. Yeah, kind of what Chris was saying, like when it settles and saying that about the snow speeders, though, like the picture out there of that toy or whatever. I would wonder if the cockpit rotates like a B wing, because it looks kind of like a sideways B wing to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, with a ski underneath it. It would have to have some kind of like gyro stabilizer when it comes up to... The B-Wing's got that. Do they? Like right. the B-Wing toy, it's badass. Yeah. The B-Wing toys that they make, like when it's in its side position, the guy is right way, and uh-huh. then when you turn it, it's like that. Uh-huh. So he's always like, it's got sort of like a little stabilizer. Do you have on one it. of those? No. Right. No. Nope. Had one before the great house fire of 97. It was a pretty good toy week for Hawes, though. I had an excellent toy yeah. week. The Tank Trooper Pop. Yep. Princess Leia and R2 Pop. That, that one I really think is cool. Do you have your throne yet? No, no. Uh, my good buddy hasn't had a chance to send it to me, and I, I am in 
I'm so thankful that he I ain't going to be rushing him. awesome. Hell no. Take your time, buddy. Take yeah, take time. that time. You do what you got to do, <laughs> handsome bastard. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, the special forces, the First Order special forces. I don't think I really have any kind of answer on that one. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's going to be you. I mean, it makes sense to me. The Inferno Squad in the game definitely. I don't know enough about it. They look, you know, they're old school TIE fighter pilots. Or, like that's sort of their armor, but they've got the red accents kind of like the Special Order and the First Order does. So that makes total sense, especially if this story actually goes, like if in the trailer when she says, I've waited 30 years for the, this, that means her story is going to go from the end of the Battle of Endor, because she sees the Death Star 2 blow up in the trailer, to The Force Awakens. That's badass to me. I hope that's the case. What do you think about that prospect, Will? Like a like, campaign? That's, crazy. I mean, obviously, sick. it's it's going to have to be like time jumps and stuff. There's no way they can cover that entire 30-year oh, yeah. period. Well, to me, the best Battlefront was playing Battlefront 2, which was the story of the 501st. And you played it from the Clone Wars into you know Darth Vader's personal. Right, but it skipped. Like it skipped around. Uh, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. You, like, and that's if you're. It's multiple battles, so you got to have like a soldier's lifetime, basically, which is what fitting. It's what I mean. Like that's awesome. Hold on, I'm gonna take a shot. I of tequila. It would skip around, you know. I do start think that there. Sounds pretty cool. Her life would progress. I need to go back to those older Battlefront games. Was that original Xbox or was that? Yeah, I think it was original Xbox. Yeah, one and it two, I believe, were. Okay. Yeah, because I've still was, got my green Halo Xbox. If there was, because, um, go ahead, buddy. I'm not trying. I to was cut you saying, off. I know that in the space combat in that one, you could dogfight and you could land in the other ships, and that was that was so sick. That's awesome. Yeah, you could be in a big space battle, right? Yep. In an X-wing, fly into the hangar of a star destroyer, get, get out. out Run amok inside the Star Destroyer, plant bombs, blow up the core. Get back in and get go. Back out, get oh, back in and fly back out. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I, the I dog am glad fighting. that Hawes gave me a heads up when, uh, not Power, what was the name of that game? The 360 game they brought back on free Xbox Live? The Power, Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed. That first one, that first yeah. one was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad you, you gave me the... Shout on that so I'd look and download it. You know what you got to play when it comes. So they're adding backwards compatibility to Xbox One of original Xbox games. That's coming sometime this oh, year. Oh, wow. So Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. yeah I, I we've got a shop. Um, I had a friend or a drummer in my old, old band that played that for months. You got to give that a shot. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a store, you know, Second and Charles and Hoover. Yeah. yeah. They have both of them for really cheap for the original Xbox. And I was going to pick them up last time I was there, but I was so like, I don't have anything you to could, play them on. Once they do the software update, you can play that in your uh, mm -hmm. new one? Yeah, just like they do with the Xbox 360 backwards compatible. Sweet. Put the disc in and it'll... That's awesome. Um, quick question for our listeners. The, something I've been toiling, toying around with doing is a... Blue Harvest Battlefront 2 release night stream on Twitch. That'd be cool. If anybody is interested in that, let me know if you guys would be interested in tuning in and checking that out. Um, and I might set that up. That might be kind of fun. Get a 
couple of listeners in the party. I would watch that. Fuck, you could participate in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like would. that's what I'm saying. Well, like get uh, I like get first person. Get the crew that does the show. You know, pretty regularly. Get Steve involved. Get yeah. Will involved. Obviously, yeah. Goose Payne if he's interested. Yeah. Vader, Vader Nick, Nick yeah. and Brad and like all those dudes and do like a Blue Harvest stream. The, That'd be cool. I haven't releases. got to play with most of those guys because I never picked up Battlefront. Right, right. Yeah. And that's going to be a good excuse to do that. So. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter and whatnot and tell me if you guys, you know, no big deal if you're not interested. I was just wondering. Right. All right. Next up, we got our good buddy, Richie from Boston, and this is what he has to say. What's up, Paws and Will? This is your buddy, Richie. Guys, I'm still fucking cleaning up after myself after watching that last Jedi reel. I am so fucking confident in this director and in this movie that I've almost dropped any and all preconceived notions about it. No anxiety, nothing. You know, I go into every Star Wars movie thinking it could be my favorite movie, and so far it's worked once. I mean, my favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith. Um, You know something? I'm almost expecting my favorite movie. That's how fucking confident I am in Ryan Johnson. Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> Just, you know, watching the costuming and the creatures and the scenes we're seeing filmed and all the stuff that's in the reel and the trailer, and it's like, this is going to be something impressive. This is going to give us, I think, a good combination of our prequel era costuming, like you guys had mentioned in the reaction show, and cre- Sorry, Richie. Something fucked up there. Our original trilogy era characters and something new along with it with a twist. This is really fucking exciting. And, you know, as far as any preconceived notions, um, who Snoke, who Ray's parents, will Kylo be redeemed, will, a new, will, will, will Luke ignite the green saber? Don't care. Do not care. Give it to me. Whatever it is, I know it's going to be good. It's really, really strange that I've dropped any and all questions about what we're going to see in this movie because I know the answer is going to be good, and I'm just excited to see what it is. It's really quite liberating. I I can't explain it to you guys. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. And, you know, as far as Luke Skywalker goes, I am so excited to see who the fuck he's going to be in this movie because you know something I, when he said it's time for the Jedi to end I have this feeling that maybe he's talking about the Jedi as knights wouldn't that be cool to see him reluctant to pick up the saber would it be cool to see force wizard Luke you know maybe he's just so fucking powerful and so in tune with the force that he's almost like a wizard that he just knows how to use the force to get his way, and if he does end up in any situations and any battles, he's just going to use the force to get out of it. I mean, I don't know what else to think, but that's kind of where my mind's going. Um, interested to hear what you guys think. What What do you expect out of Luke Skywalker? Reluctant warrior? Warrior at all? Maybe the Jedi is supposed to be monks. Maybe maybe he that's what he's discovered on Oct two. I don't know. What do you think? I know I'm excited either way. All right, take care, guys. 
What do you think, Will? I think he's just excited as we are. <laughs> uh, but uh, right. about all that those things that well we covered most of. Yeah. Do I mean, the the possibility that Luke is sort of an all-powerful force wizard has crossed my mind. And I know Will is down with that idea. He's talked about that before. I have. Um, I could still see him going from monk to warrior, though. Sure. Even with that. Sure. I mean, that's part of being a monk as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, Only you I always think you of, have to. you know, I think of like, when I think of monks, I think of like Chinese monks that are like martial artists, Tibetan monks. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I know there are other monastic orders that don't do that kind of stuff, you know? Right. But it's, it's, that's how I think of Jedi though, as like a warrior monk. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Richie. Like, I've just got a really good feeling about this movie. Yeah. Absolutely, Ryan Johnson has made definitely made me feel pretty confident, and whatever is going to happen is going to be very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope I'm not let down. I don't foresee myself being like even through the prequels. I I never left those movies being like let down. So hasn't happened yet. I don't foresee it happening now. I'll say this like. While hype-wise, like, I probably was more excited for The Force Awakens at this point than I am for The Last Jedi, which is, I'm not taking anything away from The Last Jedi. It's just never in our fandom again, more than likely, is that hype level going to be exactly. that high. You can't top that. It's, After that many years without Yeah. Them. You know, 10 years since the last Star Wars movie, you know, even longer than that, way longer than that, fucking... 30-something years since Return of the Jedi. It's going to be hard to match that, but I am very, very excited. My my hype level is quite high. So, um, Next up, we've got Brittany writing in for the first time. Hello there. First time emailing. Hell yeah, I've been listening to your podcast since April, and I've been religiously listening every Saturday since. Love you guys. Well, thanks, Brittany. Brittany, uh... I first encountered Brittany when she called in while I was on the Steel Wars call-in show right oh, after oh, celebration. Right Anyways, last episode had me thinking: animal cuddles. Everyone loves a good animal color cuddle, except Will, you heartless motherfucker. See, just you kidding. see what happened? <laughs> hey, I I didn't you paint see you what into you that did corner. To me? I did I, to you. He did I, to you. I did, I did to you. I did not say that I didn't like animals. I'm, or that I didn't, I'm going Hawes inside on this. <laughs> that I didn't cuddle with animals or like lay with animals. I did not say that. Ooh. I specifically said that I did, but I did not spoon them. Like if these people want me to lie to them, you did say you I guess I'm just going to lie though. and say that I spoon them. Like I, <laughs> I have just Caught never it cuddled tape. it up, you know, in the fetal position and wrapped my arms around it. I don't I know. Do love and pet <laughs> on animals. My animal hater, this <laughs> bullshit. I'm glad to see this come back around. On this <laughs> I don't know if you've answered this, but what Star Wars creature do you think gives the best cuddles? My choice is a loth cat slash that breed of loth cat we got in that Forces of Destiny episode. And which animal would give the worst cuddles? You guys rock, Brittany. Okay, most cuddleable, cuddleable animal in star yeah, it's wars just best cuddles and worst cuddles yeah worst cuddles is easy i'll take that first and it's it's a hard call between a rancor yes 
uh, a wampa. Yes. Or that giant fucking praying manis from the end of Attack of the Clones. The Acklay. The Acklay. No, thank you. Um, best cuddles. Lothcat is pretty good. I've got a fucking stuffed Lothcat that, that looks thing like is Walter. Really cute. Um, I believe the thing she was talking about from the Forces of Destiny is a Tuka. I think that may be what it's called. It's kind of sort of like a Lothcat. Um, Lothcat may be the best answer because that's just like little Walter. It's little Walter. I'm trying to think of. Like, I would say that wolf from the trailer, but I think you cut yourself on that thing. Yeah. Porgs, yeah. but I need to see more of the porgs. Or the fox. The yeah, wolf, fox, fox okay. looking okay. thing. Yeah. I gotcha. More, probably more of a fox. Um, yeah, I'll go Lothcat. I'll agree with her and say Lothcat. What about you, Will? Best and worst. I think I think best cuddles might be a Tauntaun. I just kind of <laughs> like the idea of that. I like that. That's good. But But well, they'd be stinky. But you yeah. got you got to get because Han does that, and I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. I mean, I think beasts of burden smell bad, don't they? Like horses yeah. smell bad and shit, right? You want to ta- you want to cuddle a tauntaun from the inside. You want to cut one open and sleep inside See? that shit. Why you got to take it there? You got to bring it all the way back around to that shit. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like that's the only real cuddling. It's a fucked up form of cuddling. That's the only cuddling you see him doing. I could, t- I would cuddle a tauntaun. That'd be like cuddling a giant goat. Like if it wanted to like nuzzle you and rub up against you, yeah, and make, make those noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Pet um, him, add on him, brush oh, him. Oh, I'd be all about a tauntaun. I'd give my tauntaun regular bath. I'm sitting here getting <laughs> shit for saying bathe my tauntaun. Yeah, my tauntaun would get bath so he wouldn't be so stinky. I've had, a, I've had a while to sit here and think about this. Hold now. on, he hasn't said his oh. worst. Worst oh, cuddle. The worst. That's right. Worst cuddles, we're going to go with um, the Sarlacc. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You ain't cuddling that shit. No. You cuddle that shit or the boar gullet. Uh, Things get weird or real oh, quick. What's the, little, what's the little Jawa, the Jabba pet? Uh, <laughs> oh, Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb gives horrible cuddles, I bet. Something about him is too humanoid to cuddle with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my it's Lord. real Jim Henson to me. That's what I like about him. Like I would hang out with him, but I don't know that yeah. I'd cuddle him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you, they. I don't think you could trust him. I might you be would try wrong. To pull something. I might be wrong, but they might actually call those things monkey lizards. Really? Give me your answers, uh, Jeremy, while I look up what <laughs> Salacious Crumb is. Okay, so picture this: you find a little baby wampa, and you raise him from a baby. Right. That could be best cuddles, but. It also could be worse cuddles. So that is my answer. Oh, double. Yeah. You make him mad. He's in his teen years or like his terrible twos. And (laughs) then he over cuddles. And that ain't no fun either. Salacious Crumb is a. freezes you to the ceiling. Kowakian monkey lizard. (laughs) Yikes. I mean. Puppy baby. Monkey puppy baby. Monkey Monkey puppy baby. baby. Monkey puppy baby. That commercial still gets me every time. Dude, it does. That's because Puppy Monkey Baby is so off putting. There is something off putting about that There's, thing. And dude, that, about that Puppy, puppy Monkey, Monkey Baby. Baby dances. Yeah, he dances and he licks stuff. <laughs> it's weird. All right. So we got an email from my buddy Robbo. Once again, Robbo, to our listeners, might be best known from the Steel, Steel Wars call in show. 
he calls in and he always has a brain twister when he calls in. And uh, when I got his email, the subject line was clone conundrum. And then in parentheses, oh, no. oh you're like, oh, I'm I sorry. <laughs> so I didn't read the email. I have not read this yet because I wanted to address this cold. Nice. So strap in, guys. I'll try to put my listening oh, cap boy. on. <clears throat> hey, boys, it's Robbo, and I've got a real head scratcher for you. I told you. I started watching the cartoon series. I can see why the show remains popular with fans, but so far I've seen nothing that explains the actual wars the show is named after. What were the Clone Wars actually about? Did I miss something, or am I just the only guy who cares? I recognize that this is a lot for any single email to cover, so I'll start by just asking about the bad guys. I know they're supposed to be corporations of some kind, and that they have their own armies, which the Republic somehow does not have until they find out a dead guy secretly donated one. Here's what I don't know. What do they want and why? If they want lower tariffs or something, why would leaving the Republic accomplish that? Wouldn't most of their customers still be in the Republic? If they control all interstellar trade and banking, why are they fighting a Star War when they could just immediately shut down the economy? Couldn't the banking guild or whatever just freeze everyone's asset and cause a space depression? Your boy Kia D said something about Count Dooku being a political idealist. But what were his ideals? I know the answers to these questions don't actually matter, but if you could answer them, then it puts you guys in like the top point zero zero five percent of Star Wars podcast experts. Ooh, can I can I take this? Go for it, and then I will. I will then because I think you I might have this. I, I think, didn't watch. No, the well then series, do it. Go so ahead. Do nothing. it. Okay. Let me just give you the brief history of the Clone Wars in the Republic as I have come to understand it now. As far as I know, most of this information is still considered canon. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and any either of you guys feel free to jump in because I could, of course, be wrong and could be on the wrong track. So, from what I understand, when the Republic came into existence, when it transferred over from being the quote-unquote old Republic, this is kind of the part that I don't really know that's canon anymore because the knights of the old republic games and the old republic mmo and all that stuff is not considered canon anymore what i understand they did at that point when they formed the republic is they demilitarized that's why the republic as a whole doesn't have like a grand army this was after the defeat of the sith quote unquote when darth bane went into hiding reenact or enacted the rule of two and started raising the Sith Order up in that manner to sort of work behind the scenes. Then what happens is Palpatine, when he becomes a senator, starts setting up this huge, basically sham war between to take over the galaxy so he can basically trick the Jedi into becoming generals in an army in a war, get them off the wrong path, you know, on the wrong path. And while he's got deeper things going on. Right, while he's pulling the strings all in the background. Also, in doing that, if you enlist the Jedi in a huge war, there's going to be Jedi ca- casualties, which right. is going to thin out the numbers a little bit for you. That's just a bonus in your... So, shortly after <clears throat> the Phantom Menace, at some point, I believe, 
Jedi Master sifo who you hear talked about in the Clone Wars and in Attack of the Clones and stuff, has a premonition that there's a great war coming. And he has this premonition, and he tries to convince the Jedi Council and the Senate and stuff, yo, we need an army, because there's a war coming. We need an army. He then takes it upon himself after being, I guess, excommunicated from the Jedi to go to Kamino and commission a clone army. Now, around the same time, Count Dooku leaves. Now, I'm not exactly sure exactly why Count Dooku leaves the Jedi Order, but he does. And he basically starts the Confederacy of Independent Star Systems. And that's something we don't know much about, him leaving. There may be some stuff that I'm just not super familiar with, to be honest. I'm not quite sure. I've never heard anything. That's why. But he leaves, and he starts this. Now, the problem that cropped up in the Senate that caused the systems to want to become independent was that after so many years, the core worlds in the Republic started basically using the smaller outer rim systems for resources and materials and stuff to benefit the core at the detriment of the smaller systems that weren't as well represented in the Senate because they're the outer rim territory. Right. right. They don't have a big voice. Right. At the same time, it starts become taking forever for new systems to be added to the Senate. It's a long process in like lots of paperwork, all that shit. Then the real kicker is when the big corporations start being allowed seats on the Senate. The what, banking clan. The banking trade clan. Trade federation. Trade federation. Fucking techno union. U.S. Commerce Guild. <clears throat> There's a lot of parallels. <laughs> Just say <laughs> Lots Just of parallels there. They're allowed seats on the Senate, and they use their wealth, power, and influence to get things done for them instead of worlds in need. They're good. So this general discord leads, gives Count Dooku sort of a talking, like a podium. Like a, it gives him uh, influence to use on these other systems. So systems start dropping out of the Republic. And then, you know, you also have to keep in mind that the whole time Palpatine is behind the scenes pulling the strings, basically trying to set up this war. <laughs> Palpatine and Dooku then have sifo fucking assassinated by the Pikes. So sifo is out of the picture. They step in and use Jango as the template for the clone army. Right. Bada-bing, you get the clone army being built. That part, kind of weird to me. Like, whatever. I guess it makes sense if you think about it. What? So... I think the whole sifo clone army, like, sifo goes off, makes a clone army. Does, uh, it, so it is canon that sifo did it. What was the reason they used Django? Because he's a badass. Okay. Uh, I, I just yes. wondered if there was deeper to that. Well, it's that not is Sidious masquerading as sifo No, it is, it is canon that sifo did that because that's in Clone Wars. Okay. That's part of the, the sort of last... Uh, arc of Clone Wars is sort of the sifo Yoda stuff, right? I got you. Okay. So, he asked what their political ideal, what Count Dooku's political ideals were. Now, this is just a guess. I'm thinking Count Dooku 
like Count Dooku, when he's talking to Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones and he's telling him the Senate is being secretly controlled by a Sith Lord, he's being truthful. Yeah. Now, he's already gone over to the dark side. He's already a Sith at this point. So he's using, he's trying to use the truth to influence Obi-Wan into basically becoming his apprentice so they can overthrow Sidious and then he can be Dark Lord of the Sith, is what I feel. Like, he's telling the truth. I mean, that's the master motivation of any Sith, right? Right. Lower Sith. But if, if you're asking what Dooku's political ideals are, I guess it's that he wants fair representation of all systems in the Senate instead of just the big guys with all the influence and stuff, you know? No, I, but I don't think that's true. Like I don't necessarily know. I thought the big guys with the influence were the Confederation, like... Not well, see, that's the, the thing. Plant, but the Trade Federation is definitely is. Well, see, that's the thing. That's where it gets a little weird for me because then Dooku and Sidious or whatever convince all the big corporations to coming to their side. Right? Now, right. then I think you have a motivation for a war in the Republic's eyes. The, re- the Republic is like, oh, shit. We just lost the trade federation, the techno union, the banking clan, the commerce guild, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We got to go stamp out this confederacy. We got to go stamp out these separatists because without them, we're probably fucked. If I had to guess. So, to me, I guess that's why they go to war. I I feel like it's a civil war. You know, it's it one definitely side is. is trying to keep everyone together and the other side is seceding in confederation. Now, when he says, like, why does the banking clan, why don't they just freeze all the assets and start, a, uh, like, a, a galaxy depression, galaxy-wide depression, I don't know that that doesn't happen. There's some banking clan stuff in Clone Wars, from what I remember, but, like, I can't really remember it that well, so I don't really remember what they're up to. Is um, that not, uh, oh, God, what's their, what's their planet? What are they? What are the banking clan? There starts with an M. The Mune. Mune. Which right. Darth Plagueis was. That's right. the race. Are of they not on the Mune homeworld when um Obi-Wan is in looking for Grievous? No, that is the Geonosin homeworld. The fucking bug guys. Um Poggle that's the Geonosis? Lesser. Yeah, that's Geonosis. No Obi-Wan finds Grievous on Geonosis? Oh no. No, that is Utapau, and that is not the homeworld of the Munes. Okay. That is, I can't remember what those guys are called. Uh, we were actually sort of talking about them on Rogue One this week. I uh, thought those were Mune. They're not Mune. No, no, no. Uh, I guess those are Utapauians. I don't know what the fuck you'd call them. Utapai. <clears throat> Utapai. <laughs> um, so, shit. I guess I kind of lost my train of thought there. I think I I'm sorry. Problem. No, it's not your fault. We were at the motivations of Dooku and the banking clan. So what I was trying to say about Dooku is I, th- I feel like as it is in a lot of star Wars stories that Dooku actually starts from a good place. When he leaves the Jedi council, he sees what's going on and he's like, no, it should be better. Uh, you know, these systems are not represented correctly and all this. If I had, what I'm saying is if I had to guess at what his quote unquote political ideals are, 
that's what it is. And something tells me that that's how Sidious talks him over to the dark side. He just he's believed like, in what he believed in. Right. Right. Um, it wasn't bad. And if you think about it that way, it makes Dooku kind of a pretty interesting character. That, like, a lot of times in Star Wars, you go to the dark side trying to do good, trying to do something good. Trying I just to be always had a powerful. problem with him because of the crooked hilt. I just didn't understand. I it. love those. I, I, I think Spencer's hilt. Like, I, I like it. That. I can't. That's just weird to me. Um, Okay, what do they want and why? If they want to lower tariffs or something, why would leaving the Republic accomplish that? Wouldn't most of their customers still be in the Republic? Now, see, that's the thing. The Confederacy of Independent Systems doesn't start off being affiliated with all these big corporations. They're eventually brought into the fold. And then that's when, I think, they're trying to use their power to basically either earn independence or take over the republic i'm not really sure do they want do they just want independence and be to be like fuck you guys we're our own little thing or are they like no we want to destroy and replace the government with our own government no i think they wanted sovereignty i think it was i think the trade i think the confederation wanted to secede you know like or maybe it was like dooku and he just didn't believe what they were doing was right that's right. the reason they wanted to get out that, oh no i'm saying that's why they no. wanted to get out that's why they, they the confederacy wanted to get out like the all the planets that left initially that's why they didn't feel like they were being treated well right i right. felt like you know the techno union the banking clan and the trade federation decided that they couldn't manipulate or take enough advantage of people in the the republic so you know why not start our own system of governments where we can increase prices you know take advantage of people i'm sure that's why i'm sure that's why they joined up with dooku and them because that's what he had a better that's what you're seeing on in attack of the clones in that big meeting is them agreeing to become part of the separatists right is all those big corporations agreeing to that you know so at that point is when they leave the Republic. And and to me, the Republic starts the war because they're like, no, you take all that shit away, we're gone. You know, so it, it is, like you were saying, a civil war where one side is trying to keep the Republic whole as it was and the other side is either trying to gain independence. But see, I, I just have the feeling that if, if this banking clan, trade federation, all this shit is that big of a deal in the the galaxy if they leave the republic and the republic is just like all right you guys leave then the republic's kind of fucked and will end up withering away and dying off just sort of imploding well, I mean, on itself slowly one system is it after not... another pulling out mhm i mean so it's kind of directly the trade federation's fault cuz they started that shit on naboo right and, and dropped sidious, the droid army Ri- sidious is using them at that point to start the whole thing that's Sidious's first like pawn move on the chessboard that is the plot of the prequels is he's like look go start the blockade on Naboo and this will start some shit and and like they even address in the Phantom Menace how long the political process in the Senate and Star Wars takes and takes forever like she like and Natalie Portman's even pissed off about it and what's interesting is if you think about it the separate separatists in some ways sort of morph into the rebellion at some point granted systems that were fighting for the republic and factions like saws 
faction. They were fighting against the separatists, you know, and they became the rebellion. I don't know. I don't know that that's an accurate, accurate, bullet, (laughs) accurate analogy or not. I don't know. See, this is what happens when Robbo writes an email my or or calls in or I hear a Robbo question. He got you deep, man. It's like a hamster wheel in my brain going crazy. Flexing the beard of knowledge muscles. Not that well, though. Like, I don't no, feel no. like I really got that great of answers I, I for I feel like, like it was I, solid. I feel like we answered it. Mm-hmm. I don't what know is, the what animated we series, though. So what part of, you know? I don't know. See, that's the thing. Robbo, Robbo sows doubt in my brain with his questions where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got, oh, wait, no, I don't got this. I don't got this, do I? It's a good question, though. Right. I mean, you know. That's that's the interesting stuff is the history. Yeah. And that's how Darth Vader eliminates the entire Confederacy in one fell swoop. Yeah. Ends the war. And then just unifies that under the Empire. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Palpatine never planned on continuing his relationship with all these corporations or these corporate guilds after yeah. they were just using him. He, yeah. was, he was just using them. They were just all pawns on his board. And then well, he was also like, he probably confiscated all those resources, right? Oh, to absolutely. Build a Death Star. I mean, he comp, he confiscated like, I, that's why I don't think, you know, you'll ever hear like in the sequel trilogy, the trade union or any a trade federation or anything like that. I think they're, they're done after that point. he, he destroys the leadership and then just assimilates all those resources and the guilds. the imperial and, factory planet. Yeah, or it just becomes part of the empire. Another cog in the machine. God, <clears> you got machine. me, Robbo. Let me know what you think, buddy. All right. Let's go on to King Tom. We got the some... answer to that was cog in a machine. Cog in a machine. Another brick in hey, the wall. Well, King Tom here. Had a bit of a conversation, um with Dino and Jonathan P. Schwartz about my voicemail to you guys from last week, which inspired a question for this week. So blame them for this. Anyway, what do you guys think that Yoda thought about during those uh, 20 or so years that he was in exile on Dagobah? You know, he, he was training with Qui-Gon to learn how to become one with the Force. He was watching Luke. He was watching Ezra. Um, but do you think he sat... sat Round, laid around and thought about why the Jedi failed, why they couldn't foresee the Sith, why they couldn't stop the Sith, why they couldn't serve the galaxy as the Force intended. Um, you know, we know in, in the even at the end of the Clone Wars, um, thanks to the Yoda arc, that, that Yoda did see that the Jedi had problems. Um, and I wondered if he, if he really reflected on those. I, I would like to think he did because, you know, when he trained Luke in Empire Strikes Back, and I know... I know that Empire Strikes Back was written before any of the prequels and our conception of the Jedi and the prequels were a thing. But, you know, if George can retcon this stuff, then so can we as fans. But, you know, in the training, Yoda really sticks to the Force and how to use the Force. And he doesn't get into any of the dogma of the Jedi. And he does call, in Return of the Jedi, he calls Luke the last Jedi. God am I the last of the Jedi you will be. And I think that maybe Luke, um, in The Last Jedi, you know, he, he tells Rey it's time for the Jedi to end. I think that's because, you know, he was able to get his hand on some Jedi reference material and 
see why the Jedi failed and say, look, this is not what Yoda taught me. And that's what he's talking about in, in the, the trailer, but that's just me. That's just my speculation. Um, so I'd like to think that Yoda saw the reasons why the Jedi failed, thought about those, and taught Luke from purely a Force-centric point of view as opposed to all this dogmatic shit that bogged them down. Um, and if I can go off for just another second, that, one of my big problems with the prequels is that, um, and I know this is just a story device, but still that they, they equated love with the dark side. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's just, I think George is using it as a reason to say this is how out of touch the Jedi were, that Anakin and Qui-Gon with their focus on compassion and love, that that was the way they should have gone. But it still bothered me a little bit that that, that even had to be a thematic element. Look, look, these are the heroes of the story. The Jedi are the heroes of the prequels, and yet they think love is evil. But that's just me. I have one, one final thought that I'd like to part with here. You know, every now and then people throw around the question, what Star Wars planet would you live on? Usually I'd like to answer Coruscant or Bespin, something cosmopolitan. But lately, when I think about what Star Wars planet I'd like to live on, I would have to answer, I want to live on Octo. And you know why? Because I would cuddle the fuck out of a bunch of porks. So here we'll we go. You can take your gourmet cooking skills, your handsome good looks, and your ash-crushing ways, and you can put that in your pipe and smoke that. (laughs) King Tom out. See what I'm saying? He dropped the mic on William Whitten. (laughs) Young William Whitten. See, King Tom's such a good dude, though. He managed in two nice compliments and will in the same. Like, he brings you up as he brings you down. That's a classy individual. That was good. Your handsome good looks and your gourmet cooking skills. Never going to hear the end of this. Yeah, you will, I think. I bet you. I totally cuddled the fuck out of animals. It's not far away. (laughs) Will has been doing nothing but cuddle animals. I'll ride this wave out in another two episodes. It'll be done. Birds. (laughs) Birds, lizards, crocodiles. Animals that need cuddling. I saw this dude cuddling an emu the other day. He yep. FaceTimed me. Man, those things can be real assholes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, My granddad had some emus at one point. Oh, nice. Will, what do you think Yoda was up to on Dagobah those 20 years? I think Yoda literally was thinking about everything. You know, you asked, I think one of those questions was, did, you know, did you think he just, what did he think about? Literally everything. I'm sure he thought about the failure of the Jedi and what they did wrong and what they could do better and I'm sure he reached out and talked to Obi-Wan or, you know, looked at Luke. You know, I'm sure he kept force touch with all, all of his wards. And uh, he gave the uh, will of the force over to the, you know, he needed to just live. And the force would do what it needed to do. I, I think you know, that's why they didn't hunt Luke down because they knew Luke would hunt him down. And that's why he didn't cover more of the dogmas because he didn't have the time. You know, yep. Luke needed the, the good raw. Shit. <laughs> Luke needed the basics. Yeah. And once you have good basics, you go from there. So all those other little tiny rules, they didn't really matter. The basics mattered. You know, clear your mind, and then you'll see the will of the force. Calm when you're calm, at peace. You know, that's and that's what Ray needed. That Maz Kanata gave her. You know, they just yeah. you need good that's fundamentals, true. good basics. And from there, you can build good stuff. Um, I bet you he definitely sat around for at least a few years putting all the pieces together of what happened. Where I bet you he sat down and he was like, holy fuck. When they called for a vote of no confidence in Val- Valorum, that was Palpatine making his first big step. 
holy shit, how did we not see that coming? You know, oh, Sifo-Dyas having his premonition about the fucking war coming. All You know, I think he probably sat down and just put all the pieces together and was like, yep, I see where we fucked up now. I see it. Boy, we sure did fuck up. How are we going to make this right? I hope one of those kids turns out to be a winner. Right. <clears throat> what about you, buddy? What do you think? Strong in the force, is he? Yeah. I mean, pretty much in agreement agree with what you just said. Yeah, I, I like. I think he had some time to reflect on what had happened. And something tells me. Out, but. You know, once Obi Wan, or not Obi Wan, Qui Gon becomes one with the force and can, you know, travel in between worlds and communicate with the living. Something tells me he doesn't just give him the tools to do that himself. Something tells me he, he has prob- help. Yeah, he yeah. gives him some insight into yeah, for sure. the nature of the Force and stuff. So, And after 800 years, we don't know what happened over all those 800 years. No. But he Yoda may, he may have shit. been ready for a little break to be alone with himself, too, after yeah. that long, you know? Could be. Could, could be. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. That, yeah, I, I agree with King Tom and that, like, I think it's kind of fucked up. And I realize they used it as a story device. The whole Jedi aren't allowed love or attachment. Um, and that's what I was going to say. I think he's misdiagnosing love versus lust. I think it's, and like, attachment. it's like a monk. I mean, but you see, this is the thing. Some of that stuff. It does. It makes sense because you, if you also think about it, they're kind of right because that's what causes Anakin to go to the dark side. Absolutely. Yeah. His attachment to Padme. Right. Now, does that mean that like you can't, I don't know. To me, that's the one that they might actually end up sort of the rule that they could get. They, I could see them getting rid of in the future is that Jedi aren't allowed to be married or have a partner and have kids and stuff. Well, they'll have to get rid of it if they want to, you know, grow the order if strength when the force comes through parentage. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily does, though. You know, I think it's... I mean, I know it doesn't have to. Right, but if that's one way that it does, I mean, you know, obviously it's definitely passed down to Luke and Leia, you know? Um, And to Kylo, or Ben. And Kylo, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I just don't think that's necessarily the only way. But yeah, I agree. It may when be that do. being from Anakin Skywalker's lineage, it's stronger though. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, I would have to imagine. I, for, I'm just of the opinion that, you know, to rid yourself of that completely means you don't have the I don't know the ability to fight it. Right. Yeah, and I like obviously I think compassion should be a big part of what a Jedi is. I think the key word, like Will said, lust and attachment. Like, I'm not going to say that Anakin didn't, like, truly love Padme, but there was, I don't know, there, I mean, obviously, just watch it. There's a little something weird going on. And he's like, it's possessiveness. That's the issue. The possessiveness is the issue, not necessarily the love. The attachment. Or the compassion. The possessiveness and the attachment. Now, if a Jedi. to let go. if If a Jedi could be in a relationship. (laughs) <laughs> where he's not a bad boyfriend, basically, then yeah. then it's not an issue, I guess. But, you know, who knows how How do long? you make a rule that works on both sides of that, though? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. It's a good question. If you got an idea there's <coughs> going to be a lot of corruption there because of that, you make that a part of the, the order. 
Right. That's that was my point. To focus like, your Jedi. Embrace it and work through it. Mm-hmm. And be rise above it and become more than it. You know. So uh, we got two more. And first up we got our buddy Ollie with two quick questions. Number one, who would win in a fight between Palpatine or a fully powerful pre Mustafar Anakin had his dingle dongle not been burned off? <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say Anakin. He's the chosen yeah. one. If he had chosen not to Anakin. go to the dark side and remain light side, then, yeah, because of the prophecy. He would have killed Palpatine and brought balance to the Force. I'm good with it. Yeah. Will, you have anything otherwise? Like, do you think otherwise or anything? No. No. <laughs> I think young Anakin would... And, you know, Goose and I have had, you know, go back and forth. This exact, he said Palpatine, right? Yeah. No, um, or Anakin. No, he said Palpatine. Like, the, Goose, the Goose writer, thinks Palpatine yeah. beats everybody. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. And I said, no, Bang. pre, yeah, she, Palpatine. Pre, pre having his legs chopped off, I think Darth Vader would have whooped his ass. I think so, too. Hey, I miss Goose, by the way. Yeah, we need to have him on soon. He's he's busy guy. Talked to him in a while. He's about to pop out. Well, he's not about to. My sister's about to pop <laughs> out a little a little baby goose soon. Gosling. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Question number two, Chef Will. In the debate, once and for all, is it sauce or gravy? Ooh. So let me ask you something. Is he talking about how? I've heard people refer to like marinara sauce or spaghetti sauce or stuff like that as gravy. Is okay. that what he's is that referencing? Like a, Italian to say that? Yeah, I think I'm so. Not sure. Because I heard this guy Henry Hill that used to be on the Stern Show refer to, like you know, pasta sauce, marinara, pasta whatever gravy. you want to call it, as Sunday gravy because that's when, like, on Sunday they would cook spaghetti. up spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I, I can get with that. So is that what he's talking about, or is he asking? I think your... that's what he's talking about. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you the answer that covers it all. Okay. Um. In French cooking, there are five mother sauces. Uh, this mother is just a French sauces. way to cook it. The mother sauces. Tomato is one. Uh, like a blonde stock is another. There's the darker stock. And um, and then there's a bechamel, which is how you make Alfredo or creamy sauces. Um, and I always considered, you know, in a bechamel, you can melt. You can cook flour. To get the floury taste out of things, you know, when you make a sauce, you cook the butter and then you add the flour and you cook the flour in the butter and it'll turn colors. Like it'll, the butter uh, allows you to cook the flour. It'll either turn really dark, so you've like kind of burnt the flour a little bit, and that's when you have a dark roux. Like that's what makes a roux. And then you, or you can cook it a little less and it'll be a blonde roux. I like a and, roux. Uh, It'll be like lightly golden brown. So that's how much you've cooked a flour. And cooked flour has different flavors. So basically, when you make a gravy, you take a fat and you add some flour and you cook the flour to however dark you want the gravy. And then you add milk. And it makes gravy, like what we think of as gravy. So that's in the South. Like now, sauce. Sauce, any of those things can be a sauce from the five mother sauces. Oh, hollandaise is one as well. So whoever's got really mad culinary knowledge out there is going to be real disappointed in my abilities. But there's the the dark one, the light one, and, and 
cream sauce, tomato sauce, hollandaise. Those are all their own. Um, but that's what I consider gravy is cooked, cream if it's sauce. got flour cooked in it. And that's where I was going with this is like if you make an Alfredo sauce and you cook some flour in it, it's, you know, it's still Alfredo sauce, but it's it's got a, it's more gravy like um, tomato sauce as gravy. I don't know. I've never really thought about trying to cook flour in tomato sauce. I don't know, you know, if if the, that's done, but I'd say if it has flour in it, then I could call it a gravy. But if it's just tomato sauce, it's just tomato sauce. It's a sauce. If that's a, it's a sauce. So I could make spaghetti more like lasagna. Mm. Yeah. I could be fuck okay. up some lasagna. I could be right okay. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> All right. Was that too <laughs> awful? No. No. I think that's what he's looking for. So I, I I think the answer is sauce. Like if it's if I, he's I'm referring to what he's I think he's referring to as like what you would put on spaghetti or All what right, you would put sauce. on some baked ziti or you know a, a hearty vegetable laden tomato based sauce maybe a little red wine in, right will in the right, con- right in the right consistency though take away the color i could see it being considered gravy too but you, right. you know but, you I know mean, that's i can just, see that it would be awkward to say yo i want some spaghetti and gravy but, <laughs> but you see i can see it. in it I may think be that is a very italian sense. thing yeah Might that's what so. i'm saying i think it may be a very italian thing to call that gravy we're gonna have an italian right into the podcast now and be it not that ain't right. I think I think like, Ollie hey, is Italian. Sauce. Is it is a great? Uh, yeah, I think that's why Ollie asked. Is I think Ollie is Italian. I hope I'm not wrong about that. I know Johnny Grasso is. Jesus Christ, that's an <laughs> I'll Italian. I'll give you this: if you're in the Northeast and you come from an Italian family, it's Yo. possible that gravy could be tomato ah, okay. based. All right, and lastly, this evening we got our buddy Tomas Halls and Will. Recently, I was thinking about something that I heard from somewhere. I can't remember where exactly. But this person mentioned seeing the events of Star Wars unfold through the eyes of someone who had absolutely nothing to do with the Rebellion or the Empire, just a normal citizen. So, I was wondering whether or not you'd like to read a book or watch a TV show or a movie that has something to do with that concept. Secondly, I'd like to know, if you were in the Star Wars universe but weren't a Jedi or bounty hunter slash smuggler person, more of a normal person, what would your life look like? What would you do as a job? What would you do for fun? Who would you hang out with, etc.? Thanks, guys, and I know you get this from pretty much everyone, but your podcast really is spectacular. From Tomas. Thank you, Tomas. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, nice. What do you feel about that concept, Jeremy, seeing the events of Star Wars unfold from like a regular person? I'll tell you what it reminds me of. There was a comic series back in the 90s called Marvel's, that was like the big events from the Marvel universe from like street from the view of like street level people. So that's not a bad idea. Right. I could see that in like a graphic novel or something like that. Yeah. As far as like straight up animated series or a movie, I don't know, but I think it would be pretty cool. I don't see them doing a full movie. Of I don't that. think they would. Like you said, like a comic series could be, or yeah. a book. A book would uh, be kind of cool, right? Like almost an anthology book of all these different sort of that would be firsthand cool. accounts yeah. of like shit that went on in Star no Wars. That'd be kind of cool. Almost a World War Z. The Star approach. Wars Chronicles. Um, what do you think about that idea, Will? Mm, I like it. I like it too. I, I like I said. I just don't know. Is that what you would want out of like a live action Star right. Wars TV show? Any way around, so. I don't hate it. Right, I don't hate it for sure. I ain't hating it. Uh, Will, what would you be in the Star Wars universe if you were just a normal guy in the Star Wars universe, like an explorer or an archaeologist? 
Like, I would want to go to all the different planets. You know, I I would want to planet hop. Like, if I could could choose a profession, it would probably be an academic explorer, you know, whatever. I would be... I would the be, Indiana Jones, you know. I'd basically be a, a space trucker, I think. <laughs> like a, le- a trucker? Like mm-hmm. what Han Solo would be if he was a legitimate businessman. If he wasn't right. smuggling. If he didn't do the smuggling. I would just. It would be kind of what you're talking about, where I'd get to go from planet to planet, but I would just yeah. do like trading. You'd and, wear and the like, space equivalent of a cowboy hat. He'd be a Maybe. space merchant. <laughs> you know? I have like yeah. a kick-ass co-pilot. You'd be the band art. Smokey. Smokey. You'd He's be, a you'd smuggler. Be, you'd though. be Smokey. Yeah, he is. You're right. Fuck. No, you'd be a smuggler. It. Don't you fucking the, tell me you'd follow the law. Well, no, he said, smuggle all kinds of well, shit. Well, no, I'm saying that he took that out. He said if you're not a Jedi bounty hunter, smuggler type person. Oh, right. So, okay, right. so oh, I would be like on the books. But like I would prefer to be after Return of the Jedi. So I'm not working for the Empire. I'm working for the New Republic or whatever. What about the view yeah. from a bartender of one of those like Ooh, that'd be cool. Divey joints. All the see, people I, he runs Jeremy, into. Jeremy, I see you being seen. like one of the musician musicians in like Space Jabba's musician. palace or the cantina right. or Maz Kanata's castle. All right, I can do that. Yo Jabba. <laughs> Yo Jabba. Playing Moss Eisley next week. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I can Come see, see that. us at Moss Eisley. What would it's on the Tashi week? station. Eight dollars, ten o'clock. What would I do for fun? What would you do for fun in Star Wars, Will? Oh, I'd race. You'd yes. race anything. Yes, Swoop bikes, pod, you know, pod racers. Anything. Race. See, I don't know that I'd do that because I don't do that now. Like, I'm not one of those dudes that, like, when I get in the car, I'm like, now it is time to drive 100 miles an hour. Oh, dude, I do. I know. Oh. I get it. It's time to go fast. Would you be like, I'm on 100% research the history of the Jedi? You know what it would probably happen is I would probably be, for fun, I would probably collect something. Yeah. That's definitely in me. I'd be some sort of collector. uh, Oh, no. I got to get every single one of those species. I don't know. I I don't know that I'd collect animals, but I might collect, like, well, you know. You're damn right you'd collect animals. It could be fauna, too, you know. The caviar fucking space. Given a very broad. Oh, I definitely have space space pets on my spaceship. For oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You'd have a porg. You know, if if a if couple I could, porgs, you'd have a couple Jawas. You'd have that big uh, that Jawa bi- scene. That's damn near slavery. If I'm like, oh, I'm keeping you, Jawa. That's you're, fucked up. You're gonna have one of those big donkey <laughs> things that actually looks like a fox in the face. Oh yeah, those. be like the cutest horse ever. Oh yeah, that, I could get down on that. Uh, you know what I would do? I would be, uh, I'd be the guy you come to, like, it's not my main job, it's my hobby. I, like, pimp out your speeders. <laughs> like, you got, like, Luke, I'm West the guy Coast that, speeders. I'm the guy that Luke comes to see on Tasha Station to get his power converters. I'm like, I got you, buddy. Clerks of Star Wars? Yeah, that's probably, in, like, I do data entry in real life, and I don't know what that job would look like in star wars and i don't like if i just gotta be a normal fucker in star wars i don't want to just sit around and type all day pretty sure that would make you a droid yeah basically that you know what i i'd probably in all honesty be a protocol droid that's all anxious and shit all the time that's probably <laughs> oh my more god. oh my god what's going on here i'm too anxious my droid stomach hurts and i can't feel my hands they've gone numb <laughs> this could be a fun comic series yeah <laughs> Oh, and I just want to give a shout out. 
let Eric Struthers know your shirt is being worn tonight, and it looks Fuck yeah, fantastic it is. from Galactic Empire. I put that shit on the first thing I, when I got up this morning. That'll put a smile on your face. Uh, what was your job? What would you do for fun? Who would you hang out with? I'd hang out with fucking Will and Jeremy and fucking right. Steve and fucking Jesse. And, in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, just in Star Wars. Yeah. I would h- like to think that my... My friends and family are just in Star Wars too. My dad, Goose he, Pain's riding like a speeder through oh, the swamp. Goose Pain would basically be <laughs> like, um, what would like what would Goose's like? Goose would definitely be like a Star Wars mechanic. He'd be like Chewie. That's what I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. He would it basically would be Goose's be garage. Goose would own but an human. asteroid. Yeah, and like the whole asteroid would be Goose's garage, and you bring your spaceship there to get fixed up or tricked out. And it looks bad, more badass oh, man, than it let ever. Let me make did. you a sample. Oh man, what's up? Paint jobs on him. What's up, Chewbacca? He'd have a. <laughs> you gonna let me put them flames on there yet? Oh man! Oh, what you needed, what you need in this Millennium Falcon Han Solo, you need to a tent piece of bread, <laughs> piece of ch- uh, some piece mayonnaise, of piece of bologna, piece of bread. Now, you need to take out all them windows in the cockpit and put green tinted windows in. And you know what it needs to say on it? G thang, G thang. Um. Yeah, you would get. That's definitely what Goose would do. It like he is definitely the dude. Like when Han has problems with the Falcon that he can't get figured out, he's like, I don't know, the hyperdrive isn't working. Best we guess we better go see Goose. And Goose is like, Oh man, you just I need got some this. Duct tape. I got this. <laughs> no, Goose would do it up. Right? Oh no, I know. Goose takes I know. his Goose his vehicle order off parts, have the dude. computer fixed. Like. Yeah, when he got his side by side, he sent me some like pictures of it, and he did that right. That dude, that yeah, thing I was about like to say, it would be so much fun. His, uh, his, 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 he takes his vehicle modifications very seriously. There yeah, ain't no, yeah. in Goose's world, there They're ain't well no tucking, tucking, taping it up together and hoping no, it works. No, for sure. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for us this night. Uh, thanks for coming and recording with us, buddy. I had a good time. Good. Having a good thanks, time. Thanks for having, having me. Good time. Will, thanks for uh, carving out some time for me this week, buddy. Oh, dude, you know I love the podcast. Hey, Just do any reminder for anyone out there. Yeah. I'll cuddle your animals. I'll spoon them up. <laughs> I'm, I'm spooning animals for anybody that needs a spooned animals. Animals. So bring it on a, animals will is big spooning. Will get you know. burnt spoons off my front yard. Burnt yeah. spoons. <laughs> They're throwing burnt spoons in my grass. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's Will has made his amends, his, his fuzzy amends. So we forgive Will. Yeah. Oh. I hope so. So, uh, you know, we, he's been roasted enough. Yeah. yeah. Lay off, guys. Um, I already got booted from the wedding. Walter's the best oh, man. No, I got, you're I not got kicked out of the, the Facebook group. No, I would <laughs> never. Well, you know I'd never boot you out of the wedding. Oh no! For Walter White, that's a handsome motherfucker. Uh, he is a handsome motherfucker. Yeah, I love Walter, but Daniel, you know that the he's logistically, on the couch looking so cute right now. That's logistically a nightmare trying to put a trying, trying to put a cat in a tuxedo and have him stand still and be my best man. He hates car rides. It would never work. He'd be uh, all right. If you like our theme song, check out the band that was kind enough to donate it. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can get them on iTunes. Spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, and hey, 
leave us some five-star reviews on iTunes. It really helps. We've been getting a couple. I really appreciate it, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but until then, till next week, uh, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. I'm Jeremy. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>